blah, 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 and DDD, and whatever the heck else you want to put in there. <laughs> All right. Blah, 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 in DDD. <laughs> nice. And the home of the brave. Episode 48 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And it has been another week. It's hard to believe it's been a week since we did this, but uh, it is in fact true. It has been a week since we have released a Hit the Deck podcast from our mouths to your ears. And it is good to be back. How are you, James? I'm doing pretty well, Mr. Uh, Rhino Mac. How about yourself? I have been a little sick again. I can't seem to uh, catch a break, but hopefully that will not impact me too badly for this show. I, I, Aside from a bit of coughing here and there, I am in reasonably good health and very good spirits. Excellent. Yeah, it's not your fault. I'm, I'm, I'm coming down with something, too. I just feel the beginnings of it. So it's a miracle that everybody in the tri-state area does not have pneumonia or something worse with the uh, weather fluctuations that have been going on in the last couple of weeks. I'm not complaining about the warm weather, but, uh, you know, let's a little let's be a little bit more consistent, please. I'd appreciate it. Well, James, you'll be happy to know that it's going to be uh, the high on Saturday is going to be 29. So yeah, it'll I, be it'll feel like February. I'm not happy about that at all. So yeah, you and me that, both. One of the things I hate about the month of March is that they, it screws with you. You think you're out of the woods and then it just nails you with, with some nasty winter weather before the spring comes around. Oh, you're right. It is March, isn't it? It's yeah. March 2nd as we record, which is not February, last I checked. So that well, is it's not, not leap year. So, yeah. <laughs> Even if it was, it still wouldn't be February. I actually no, went right. to 29th. high school with a guy whose birthday is February 29th, Dan Zuski. He's a good guy. But I always feel bad because he only gets to celebrate a birthday once every four years. So that's, yeah. that's got to be rough. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, well. So do we have a good show tonight, James? I believe we do. All right. So do you think we should get started with it? After we introduce ourselves? All right. Well, then, if you say so, my friend. That being the case, here is tonight's starting lineup. And for tonight's starting lineup, in goal, of course, I am number 35, the American Rhino, Gary McComiskey. And of course, my stalwart defenseman. Number four, James Sajazi. All right, great. So now that we know who we are, <laughs> why don't we find out what we're talking about? James, would you be so kind as to tell us what is on deck for this podcast? Would be happy to, thank sir. You, thank you, thank you. Rhinos and Bulls, oh my. There was a bull loose in Queens back on February 21st. Thank God for the NYPD, but was that Taurus looking to challenge the American Rhino to a deck game? It was during Hockey Week in America in the LIQ's backyard. Zombie Hockey Fan Heavy Metal and Horror Movie Master Rob Zombie was a guest on Eddie Trunk's Sirius XM show about a month ago. 
During his appearance, Mr. Zombie mentioned what a huge hockey fan he was growing up in Massachusetts and his affinity for playing goal. And deck hockey resolution checkup number two. Update one was pushed back a couple of weeks, so that explains the quick turnaround. Not much to report, but at least it's good incentive to keep myself in game shape. Hopefully. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. All right. So, rhinos and bulls, yeah? Yeah, man. Um, as... Whoa, I almost destroyed my mic there. Uh, as uh, everybody knows, the American Rhino, our humble host, is Mr. Gary Mack. And uh, really strange turn of events. On February 21st, right in the middle of Hockey Week in America, there was a, a bull that got loose from, I think it was due to be slaughtered, actually. So he was kind of running for his life in, in a couple of, actually literally, and he was running around in Jamaica, Queens, so not too far from where the LIQ plays. Queens is a big borough, but if you find yourself on, who knows, uh, one of the major highways, you can go wherever you want, maybe catch a Met game or even head on over to Brooklyn and see the Islanders play, whatever the case is. So there was a bull literally loose on the streets in Queens, so yeah, it's not well, something you see every day. No, it's it definitely not. James, as I said to you uh Jamaica is not that far away from Flushing, and, and downtown Flushing is known around these parts as uh, Little Chinatown. So uh, as I said to you, perhaps he was just looking for a china shop. That's true, too, but um, all evidence points towards he was looking to challenge you to a game. So and I'm very happy that he did not find you, <laughs> not because I was worried about what was going to happen to you by any means. I was more concerned what would, might have happened to the bull. Well, I appreciate that. Fortunately for both of us, I was at work at the time in Manhattan, so I was in a completely different borough. Yes, you're completely innocent and, and good. Again, thank God for the NYPD. They actually had to uh, sedate the bull. And uh, good thing that they're prepared for such things. I don't know. In New York, you're not really used to bears and, and, and coyotes and things. But every once in a while, one of those animals will sneak out somewhere somehow. There are a lot of weird people in this city and people that may have animals for quote unquote pets that really should not. Well, I believe this bull escaped the slaughterhouse. Yes, this bull did. Exactly right. And we can refer to him as he, I'm, I'm assuming, um, because I, mean, I believe, uh, yeah. That, that a, is a, what a bull is, right? A, a male right. male bovine? Yes, yes. But um, the funny thing is, I don't really believe in horoscopes or any of that silly stuff, mm -hmm. but I was, I was born in May, so my sign, if I believe that silly nonsense, is a Taurus for the bull. But uh, So I have, a, I have a soft spot in my heart for these animals. However, when they are used for slaughtering and, and other means they um they uh they take away their manhood let's just say right but a, a real natural bull is the full deal so well that explains and, why you're so stubborn I, I guilty as charged that's very true <laughs> I, I do have a lot of the uh coincidentally or not I, I do have a lot of the character traits of the taurus and uh being stubborn is definitely one of them with the thick head and whatnot but uh, in this case yeah so uh, just the tail of the tape Yes, James, um, tell us what some of the other attributes of the Taurus are. Okay, we'll start off with the Taurus, and if you wouldn't mind going into your brethren of the rhinos, maybe that would be more appropriate. So, okay, fine. So, the tail of the tape, if a bull were to mess with a rhino, let's just call it as it is right now. So, on average, bulls can be as tall as six feet, from what I was able to learn from the internet, hopefully it was truthful and not the weird, crazy stuff that you can find on the internet. So I did see that there was one bull that was in, in Italy of all places 
uh, grew as high as six foot seven. But let's just say on average they could be six feet. That's to their shoulder, not standing on their hind legs or anything like that. So they can weigh as much as 3,500 pounds and can run as fast as 40 miles an hour. So that's a pretty formidable animal. Mamma uh, mia. It's exactly right. <laughs> so um, bulls also have very hard skulls with big formidable horns on their heads designed for goring and hurting and maiming. A strange thing about the running of the bulls in Spain every year, I never figured out why you would willingly go on cobblestone and concrete and run in front of 3,500-pound animals that are, I'm sure they're not taken care of, so they're in a bad mood, and they're very grumpy and strong and powerful, and not only can they maim you, but they can just trample you and kill you. So well, that, that's, why do people jump out of airplanes? You know, why, why do people... Uh bungee jump off of bridges like some people just look for thrills and you know they 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 don't necessarily do smart things in the pursuit of said thrills so you know you go with your heart over your head sometimes that's just how people are all right fair. yeah I'll, I'll reserve judgment for the the spanish on that aspect but i couldn't find out how long a bull can grow because we do have statistics on a rhino but uh, I think they could probably be as long as, I don't know, 10 to f 10 feet or thereabouts, roughly. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, pound for pound for an animal, it's, it's very formidable and it's designed to maim and kill and hurt and uh, not something that man has any chance of going up against without a big rifle and a few miles distance in between. Mm. Well, I mean, we seem to do pretty well when it comes to our beef production so <laughs> we yeah. might not need necessarily a, a, a rifle and a a long distance might just need a good sturdy pen and then, then there's i mean that's another thing too you're kind of angering bulls on another aspect because if you're a cow is a female version and if they're just designed for us to get milk and meat from uh, they're going to be slaughtered no matter what. So that's uh, killing its mate isn't a great idea either. So kind of keep that uh, on the on the uh, down low. Uh huh. Oh well. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, on the other hand, <laughs> I know from this very reliable piece of paper that James prepared for me <laughs> that rhinos, which, as you said, are my namesake, can be as tall as six foot six to the shoulder. That is taller than myself so that's uh, actually uh i'm six foot so that's scary um yeah. just just to the shoulder mm -hmm. uh, as long as 15 feet which <laughs> which does not include the horn or, or as james put it the five foot dagger on its snout yeah. and can weigh 5100 pounds and can run 35 miles an hour and uh, of course it is also covered in a thick tough armor-like hide. Right. So when you're looking at it, a bull versus a, a rhino or basically anything versus a rhino is in a huge disadvantage. Although it looks like the bull might be able to outrun the rhino. Maybe, but believe it or not, uh, the good old internet, there is footage on YouTube, you could look it up, of a rhino taking on a, a buffalo, which is like a water buffalo. And it was in Africa. So sure. basically, yeah. Uh, and I believe water buffalo probably outweigh bulls. Mm -hmm. And I think they have even you know bigger racks on, on the front of their skulls and things like that. But this rhino literally just head to head to the buffalo, 
just at will pushed it back. It looked like for miles and miles and miles. When it decided to stop pushing, it just put down its one of two horns, by the way, on its snout. <laughs> and the way the the rhino's skull is 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 it's like a perfect machine that it's designed to scoop so it could get lower than a bull i think mm -hmm. because their horns are on the top of its head the sure. rhino has the, yeah so it's designed to scoop like that and get its horn underneath anything it wants to so when it puts its head down it's basically that that horn is right on the ground so it could just come right up with all that muscle and strength and just lift anything it darn well wants. So that's what it did. The poor water buffalo was way outmatched. It put its head down because that's what they do. And the rhino had enough leverage to go underneath the bull and just lifted its head like nothing was there. And uh, Lord knows how many pounds this bull weighed or uh, water buffalo. And it just lifted it right up and uh, was playing with it more than anything else. If it wanted to gore it, it could have easily. But it just decided to lengthwise pick it up like it was lifting an SUV and uh, play with it a little bit. So then some of the water buffalo's friends decided to, hey, don't mess with my friend. The, the rhino all by <laughs> itself took out like a herd of them. I don't know what you refer to a bunch of uh, water buffalo as, but this thing I think was herd just... is probably appropriate. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So th this rhino all by himself <laughs> was taking on all comers at all angles and didn't miss a beat. It was it was grunting like, you know, you say uh, make sounds and things like that. It was so scary to watch and it, it just didn't even break a sweat. So uh, in this case, as I said, my um, sign and uh, whatever is a tourist. But I have to admit, man, the uh, the American rhino wins really, really easily in a head to head battle versus a bull. So I'm glad that the cops got in the way. And took the bull out before Mr. American Rhino had the chance to. Now I'm glad I didn't decide to be the American bison. Exactly right. <laughs> so, well done, sir. Oh, oh, thank you. I just, you know, I, Rhino has been my totem animal for many a year, for almost 20 years now. That's uh, since since early in college. Huh. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just my thing, and uh, I'm happy to run with it. No pun intended. Yep. So whatever a rhino wants, a rhino gets. So way to go, sir. All right. I'll, I'll try not to get in your way ever again. No, no, no. That's fine. <laughs> um, so moving on to uh, other seemingly unnatural things, let's move on from a rhino to a zombie. Yeah, exactly. was listening to uh, Sirius XM about a month or two ago, and uh, Eddie Trunk, if... See, I know what noise a zombie makes. <laughs> You'd think, with all the discussion about rhinos lately, that I would have thought to look it up, but no, no. But zombies, zombies are in the the you know the, the zeitgeist or the pop culture. They're very, they're very big now. So, yeah, it's zom true. zombies. I know zombies. I. Ah. All right. Why are we talking so, about zombies? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob Zombie. Uh, if anyone's familiar with him, he's a horror movie producer, director, writer. And uh, I'm familiar with him from his music. He's a heavy metal superstar from the mm. mid-90s through and, and still going strong. 
So he was on uh, Eddie Trunk's show. If you're not familiar with Eddie Trunk, he's uh, a rock hard, uh, excuse me, a, a, a hard rock music legend and a DJ extraordinaire expert on the genre and uh, has many shows on uh, hard rock topics, including here locally in New York on uh, Q104 on uh, Friday nights. But he's on Sirius as well. And the cool thing with Sirius is you could talk about whatever you want and you can have any guests on that you want. And Rob Zombie is a perfect example of that because it could be a little bit uh, more for the adults, if you will. Sure. So the Eddie Trunk's also a huge sports fan. He's actually really good friends with Mike Piazza. He's a huge Mets fan. One of the hey. other reasons why. Yeah, I, I love any, you know, any Met fan is, is always has a soft spot in my heart. So never met a Met fan I didn't love. So anyway, Zombie was talking about how he grew up in Massachusetts. And it, he was about a seven-year-old, five-year-old boy when the uh, Bobby Orr and the Bruins were at their peak in the early 70s. And sure. he was a psycho Bruins fan. So from there, he played street hockey, roller hockey, deck hockey, as Gary says, hockey and sneakers. Mm -hmm. And uh, guess what his favorite position was? I can't imagine. What could you possibly be setting me up for here? Yeah, well, just like the rhino, what else does the American rhino play when we're in deck hockey mode? Uh, NHL 16 on the PlayStation. No, but you have another chance. No, okay. Uh, the... Uh, how about the scorpions on my iPhone? That That is true. That is true. But uh, I'll give you another shot. All right. Okay. Last chance. Uh, I, okay. Um, uh, phone a friend. No. Um, uh, pull the audience. No, there's no audience. I'm in my living room. Um, okay. Uh, buy a vowel. No. Um, uh, goalie. Yes. Is, is, yes. I won. I won. Oh, I'd like to thank my wife. I'd like to thank my daughter, uh, James, of course, my parents, God, um, everybody. Every, what? Oh, okay. No, actually I'm being told that Moonlight won. Oh man. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. You know, they deserve it. They deserve it. Um, thank you. I'll see you next year. Well done, sir. Yeah. That's right. Mr. Rob Zombie loved playing goal. He loved being the goalie when he played uh, deck hockey and roller hockey and, and growing up as a lad. And uh, one of the, the cool things, too, is uh, if, if you caught and hit the deck from the past where the American Rhino told you about his masks and one that he actually custom made and painted, which was I thought was fascinating and it came out so well. And of course, there's a rhino on that uh, that helmet wow. and mask. But uh Rob Zombie loved the masks. He, he loved the goalie masks at the time. And now they've evolved to uh, like Van Beesbrook of the Rangers always, I thought, had the coolest mask in the NHL. And then other goalies have had really great masks to uh, to show off with the symbols on them and uh, team colors and really even in the Olympics and things. It's really very original, cool things. So he always loved that. Also, uh, Zombie, Rob Zombie was a horror movie fan growing up as well. And uh, so we kind of maybe the Jason thing he found appealing too. Well, you but, know, I think that you need to have a cool looking mask because it prevents you from looking like a tool when you're playing goal. <laughs> like you, you think about it, everybody else on the ices or the deck or whatever is dressed in basically an oversized shirt and shorts, and the goalie's standing there like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. You know. <laughs> 
uh, I get that protective equipment is necessary. Believe me, I understand as well as anybody that protective equipment is necessary to play the position. But you still look kind of dumb compared to everybody else. So I think having a cool mask really gives you a little bit of credibility there. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, so yeah. So Mr. Zombie agreed with you again, growing up in Massachusetts was a big Bruins fan. And then when he moved to LA later in his career, he had season tickets for the Kings. So, uh, Mike would be happy to hear that. I'm sure he will be. So he, uh, yeah. And, um, full season tickets too, by the way, he'd go to all 40 some games and then the playoffs as well. So, uh, really legitimate, real deal hockey fan, Mr. Rob Zombie. Again, I don't think any of us has ever met a casual hockey fan either. It's like you're either a hockey fan or you're not. So hopefully there's more out there than not. And uh, maybe this podcast could hopefully get a few more in the uh, the family of, of hockey. Goals! 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 <laughs> yes, you have... What? That's... That's better than going after somebody's brains yeah, or sure. flesh or whatever. So that's a good good thing to do. Sure. I mean, you know, if, if zombies could live off of goals, well, <laughs> I guess depending on what team you root for. <laughs> yeah, right. Speaking of zombies and, and brainless people, Rob Zombie was slated to do a movie on the Flyers. Mm-hmm. So it was going to be based on the goons of the 70s, the so-called Broad Street Bullies. So sure. again, yeah, as uh, Zombie's a, a very talented musician and director and the whole deal, a uh, multi-talented man. And he's such a hockey fan that I'm sure he hated the Flyers growing up, especially being a Bruins fan. But he did so much homework and research on the uh, Broad Street Bullies and very in-depth for about two years. He was doing the research and the pre-work. And uh, Gary, you'd know a lot more about that than I would, how much work goes into just doing a pitch or writing a script or whatever the case you have to do before you even get it greenlit or whatever. Uh, yeah, if you're talking about a documentary, sure, because that's something that you need to know your stuff on. I mean, if if it's fiction, if it's like... Um you know, like a medical show or a police procedural or something that's based on like a, a legitimate profession where people, you know, have to do things that that sounds so it's, it's based on a profession where people do things. There aren't yes. any of those out there. But, you know, like something that involves a certain amount of technical knowledge and know how then, yeah, I imagine that you would want to research that as well. But if it's just a straight fictional piece, then I don't know if there's that much research necessary. But you're right. You do have to do a lot of planning and you know have to know exactly what direction you want to go. You have to be able to explain the project in uh, – you have to be able to give what's called the elevator pitch, which the premise behind that is that if you wind up in an elevator with an executive, you have to be able to pitch your project in the time required, you know, for whatever executive to get from one floor to the to whichever floor that that there he or she is going to to in, you know grab their interest. So you definitely have to know your project inside and out and be able to explain it concisely and clearly in uh, in a manner that will make it seem appealing. So just that part of it is definitely time-consuming and, and takes effort. But um, a documentary, I imagine, takes a lot more because you do – you're 
you're basically informing people of actual events. So you have to know what those events are, what happened, and how to present those events in an entertaining manner that will make it worthwhile viewing. So, yes, the the short version is you're right. It is a lot of work to put together a film. And do you – before we, we finish up this topic on uh, on Zombie and yeah. his Flyers movie, do you have to worry about budget at that point too or is that something that kind of you ballpark and then you nail it down once you have the plan? Uh, well, look. I'm not a Hollywood executive but – That's right. You're not a slime ball. Yeah. I'm going to say that you should probably have an idea of what your budget's going to be in mind because – you have to – that's part of the package when you're pitching your movie. You know, they're going to say how much is it going to cost to make this thing. And you don't necessarily need to have exact numbers, but you should have a ballpark idea of how much your project is going to cost because that's a big factor in whether or not somebody's going to want to invest in it. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to make something popular, but if you put – uh, if you sink a ton of money into it and you make only a little more than a ton, then, you know, if, if, if you if you make a movie that brings in a hundred million dollars, but, you know, the budget was ninety five million dollars, then the executives might not think that's a worthwhile venture because it only made five million dollars, you know, in profit. So you have to you have to have an idea of how much it's going to cost. And if you're talking about a documentary, then that should probably be on the lower side because documentaries don't usually bring in as much box office revenue as, you know, big blockbusters. So, yeah, you definitely should have an idea of what that budget is, even if you don't have a firm handle on it. Okay, fair enough. But uh, but yeah, so Zombie was really classy about it. He was very matter of fact about talking about what happened with Eddie Trunk. And uh, basically, he said he had to ditch the project after, again, doing about two years of research on it. And uh, he said that it was because of, quote unquote, too many chefs in the kitchen Mm. and caused by too much red tape from the NHL, which I was surprised to hear that the NHL would balk a little bit on that, uh, and especially the Flyers. So to me, I'm thinking, and this is just pure speculation, Rob Zombie didn't even hint this. So I'm saying this on my own here. I'm curious if the Flyers didn't go about it because of the Broad Street Bullies name that they love so much. I mean, these Mm -hmm. guys were goons. And we did discuss that uh, in the last podcast a little bit, the last couple of podcasts about the Slapshot and uh, the last Gladiators and stuff like that of movies about enforcers. Sure. So maybe the NHL, I could understand if they're trying to change the rules a little bit and make it a little bit more family friendly, I suppose, where fighting – is really not as much as it used to be, and the role of the enforcer is basically it's not what it used to be by any means either. So the rules have kind of changed a little bit to support good health for these players, and I'm all for that. Uh, as, as we learned with uh, Nylon and, and other quote unquote enforcers retired, mm-hmm. that uh, it's a huge price to pay, and they're not professional boxers. These guys aren't. They're not doing that for a living. They're hockey players. So to have that amount of pressure on themselves and then between getting hit and and even with the great technology that the helmets uh, afford, you're still getting concussions and things like that. And and you don't want to see guys passing away in their 40s and and younger or thereabouts and things. So or even have dementia or or whatever the case is. So um, I mean, so I'm just sorry, just this is going to sound a little preachy, but 
I don't think that my entertainment is more important than a person's health. Like this isn't the Roman Colosseum, you know, <laughs> where we're feeding Christians to lions and having gladiators battle to the death. You know, this is sports are a big deal. I'll be the first to admit that. And, and, and I get very passionate about my sports, but I don't want somebody being caused permanent physical damage just because I, I like to see a hard hit. You know, that's that that's not OK. Yeah, exactly. So I think the NHL agrees, too, because they are such excellent athletes, NHL players. And, sure. you know, we're talking about deck hockey here. So that could be played by anybody in any, you know, gender or, or age. It's basically anybody. If you're able to run around and, and have fun, you can play deck hockey. So uh, if you get into that, maybe you're going to follow the NHL or something like that. So if you're a young kid, you want to have good heroes to look up to. So the, the funny thing about the NHL was that they would have their good players, quote unquote, protected by these enforcers. So it was not like in baseball, you weren't going to get your superstar being hit by a pitch. Right. Uh, in hockey, you'd get the tough guy would fight the tough guy. The, the, you know, there weren't bullies where a, a tough guy would go after a quote unquote skilled player or a smaller guy or something like that. So anyway, um, I'm assuming that that's the NHL was probably squeamish about that because 45 years ago, 40, whatever, however long ago it was in the early 70s with mm -hmm. the uh, Broad Street bullies, they prided themselves on fighting. They enjoyed it. They kind of were not forced, but they, they kind of evolved into being a bunch of goons because the Bruins were a tough team. They were a physically intimidating, tough team. Mm -hmm. So instead of outplaying them, the Flyers figured, let's try to outfight them. So that's why I'm, I'm guessing that there must have been really nasty rivalries between the Bruins and the Flyers back then, especially with the Bruins being at the top of the mountain. So with Zombie doing all of that research, he was saying about two years worth, he watched DVDs upon DVDs and, and had access to a lot of stuff that his wife thought that he was a Flyers fan for a while. So she was confused. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, what a terrible fate. Yeah. So unfortunately, at least right now that the whole project is on put on the shelf, if it's going to be done, maybe hopefully they'll uh, figure something out and zombie will be back on board to do it. But uh, I would like to see, I wouldn't go see it because I'm not a Flyer fan by any stretch of the imagination, but at least <laughs> it would be nice to know that a hockey fan is in charge. Someone who loves the NHL, who understands the NHL, would be behind it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you if you are a fan of something, you want any project that's shining a light on the thing that you love to be helmed by somebody who also loves it because they get it. You know, you don't want to have somebody who just takes a look at it from the outside and says, oh, we can sensationalize these parts because they make for a good, you know, entertaining story. You want somebody who's really passionate about it and who really gets it and won't try and, I don't know, take advantage of the thing that you love to get, a, you know, some cheap dollars and, and just, I don't know. I, I went well, off the rails a little bit there, but I hope you understand what I'm saying. No, not at all. I, as a matter of fact, uh, the reason why that popped in my head, which is all speculation, that's that last 10 minutes of uh, broadcast was all speculation. Rob Zombie did not say any of those things. He, again, he was very classy about it. He just said that uh, too many chefs in the kitchen and that's it. So based on what Gary was talking about before, where you need to do the elevator pitch and, and all that stuff is maybe that's what happened. Maybe Zombie wanted to be a little bit too honest about it. And as a legitimate fan growing up, remembering those teams, 
you know, you got to call a spade a spade. And uh, history was what it was. You can't change history and, and you can't candy coat it. So maybe that's why they figured let's just put this topic away for a while and uh, move on to something else. But that makes total sense from what Gary was saying to what Mr. Zombie was saying, too. So it's a shame. Yeah, it is. But maybe someday the project will be resurrected or maybe somebody will take it over. Who knows? I mean, there's been a few hockey-centric movies in recent years. And you never know when when something's going to happen that focuses everybody's attention on the NHL and when these kind of projects suddenly get popular again. So... Maybe something, you know, maybe the Flyers will do something or maybe the NHL will do something. It'll be suddenly topical again and some executive will be like, hey, Rob, remember that movie you wanted to make? Well, we think now would be a great time to do it. Yeah, and also, too, man, I mean, there's a lot of great teams, fascinating teams that you can do excellent documentaries on, too, for the positives of the NHL, such as the 80s Islanders and, and the and the uh, Edmonton Oilers of those times, or the Bruins themselves, you know? Sure. Or the Canadians, or Maple Leafs, gosh, I mean, the, the list is endless. Yeah. So get some of those great, and, and again, as, as Gary was mentioning before, too, is that uh, people on the outside looking in that aren't really hockey fans, maybe they feel that if they're familiar with Slapshot or... Uh, or the Broad Street Bullies and things like that, that mm-hmm. they associate hockey. If that's their only exposure to hockey at all, mm-hmm. then I, I totally understand they'd be wrong, but I'd understand why they'd think that hockey is just a bunch of people fighting all the time. And uh, like that old joke was, I went to a, a boxing match and a hockey game broke out or whatever. Yeah, yeah sure. So, um, you know, like uh, also as a baseball fan, I always resent that too when people on the outside looking in, oh, what do you watch baseball for? It's just uh, 18 guys standing around scratching themselves. Like, no, it's not, you know, come no, on. No, there's 25 guys on each team. Come on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to disparage the game, at least get your facts right. That's the point. Exactly right. Give it a chance. Let it see what it's all about. And then if, if you if you see what it is, if you go to a game, if you talk to someone who's knowledgeable about the sport or, you know, someone who plays it or something, then, OK, form your opinion on that. But I mean, if just... you're talking about September after the call ups, you can have as many as 80 guys scratching themselves. Yeah. Right. Plus coaching staff, you know, yeah, it's. It, 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 I mean, it really, they're they're grossly underrating the uh, the amount of scratching potential in in any given baseball game. I think you'd make a great lawyer, man. Oh, oh thank you, thank you. Actually, I don't know if that's a compliment. No, it is. It is. All right, all right. Although you're too honest, so maybe that that would hold you back. But anyway, um, speaking of going before the judge. And yes. things of that nature. Uh, we'll go into deck hockey resolution checkup number two. Ah, yes. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Um, the cool thing about this for me is that it's good to be accountable for making a resolution. Because as we said, if you hit the decks ago when the, the new year came upon us talking about resolutions, I'm not one who makes resolutions so much because I'm kind of a little too honest with myself where I know what I'm going to do, I know what I'm not going to do, I know what I'm capable of, what I'm not capable of, and things of that nature. So limitations and and whatever, but try and be the best person that you can be is, I think, all that anyone can ask for. Yeah, sure. 
But since we do a pretty good podcast, I think, and thank you to the listeners out there, especially Anthony and Sue and, and Brad and guys like girls like that for uh, supporting us for so long, is that we kind of put our money where our mouth is. So we play deck hockey and then we report about it and do the podcast on it and things. So I should up my game. So the best way to do that is to get in good shape and to practice and to do what you can to be a good teammate and help your team to win. So that's one of the reasons why the the resolution is sticking and why we'll go over it once a month, hopefully at the beginning of uh, each month, the first podcast of each month, we'll we'll go into that. So that's why the the last two are so close together. But uh, either way, we were 0 for February. So we haven't played a deck hockey game since that freaking 0 for 3 back in January, right? Yeah, I believe it was January. Gosh, it seems like so long ago. So my uh, resolution for scoring or goal of scoring one point a game is still at 0 for 3. So I did not get any assists in those games, and it's still staring me in the face, and that's frustrating. Hopefully that'll change this weekend, James. Knock on wood. Knock on all kinds of surfaces. There you go. Knocking on my uh, empty skull. I'm knocking Uh, on heaven's door. Hey. Not yet. Hey. 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 Yeah. Knock, knock. All right, I'm (laughs) This is a shame. Jimmy, take this song from me. I shouldn't sing it anymore. Excellent. excellent. I I really am done now. Okay, but (laughs) that's funny enough, but. Unfortunately, nobody can see this except for me, and it, it, Gary's not doing the Axl Rose move, you know, that serpentine side-to-side move. But Gary's wife was in the background while he was doing the impression. And her reaction, it's priceless. She's, oh, boy. It so, really is a wonder that we've been married for 11 and a half years. I don't know why she puts up with me. <laughs> It's well worth it. It's well yeah. worth it. It's, it's free entertainment, man. I, mean, I guess. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, sure. Uh, getting back to the resolution checkup. Yes. I'm st- yeah, I'm still doing DDP yoga, but I must confess, uh, i have really not keeping up as well as I should or as much as I should. And I uh, do have some lame excuses, but they're legitimate. My laptop crashed, so the... Uh, the DVD wouldn't work, so I had to kind of do like some hybrid uh, from what I did hmm. uh, from DDP yoga and stuff like that. And, and, and there's no excuse there because I could just put it in my PlayStation or something else and watch it there. So that's a minus against me. But the uh, other thing, too, is I can't figure out the heart monitor. I don't know how to work the thing. I've, Gary suggested to look it up on the Internet and, and so on and so forth. I, I'm doing something wrong. I'm just not smart enough to figure it out. So. Bring it on Saturday, James. We'll take a look at it, you and me. Uh, all right. Yeah, I, I, I figured out how to set the time, how to set the heart rate. But, all right. Uh, well, it, baby steps? Maybe, yeah. Baby steps indeed. So um, so there. So my apologies for that. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll figure that out. And uh, the other thing, too, is continuing to exercise regularly or at least as regularly as I could, working on balance and cardio and specifically working on hockey actions so stick handling and passing Mm -hmm. and mocking the shooting so just at least trying to get the muscle memory down 
Mocking uh, the shooting, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, some shooting you are. You you couldn't put a puck in the net if it was a soccer net and there was no one guarding it. Oh, you're so lame. You're lame shooting. You're I don't know. I'm sorry. It's actually true, which is really sad. But anyway, <laughs> one of the reasons why I'm on defense. So at least I could try and block a shot or something because you're not going to rely on me to score by any means. Even if right, if I had a soccer goalie and no goalie in goal. Although but, if it's uh, 25 degrees on Saturday, you might want to reconsider dropping down and blocking a shot. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll just go in the fetal position to try and and get the uh, yeah. the, the vital organs some blood. And I suspect one would lead to the other. Maybe. So uh, the only thing that I'm concerned with is that when. I don't have any room to shoot in my little apartment, but mm-hmm. I, I try and pass down the hallway and things that if I yes. can. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, the thing I'm concerned with. I want to get out there on the deck area is that um, when I have the puck on the stick and I'm kind of not doing what I'm practicing. So that's kind of scaring me where I want to make sure the whole point of practicing is to make sure that you do perform better and you get the proper muscle memory. So usually when you're shooting and stick handling without the puck, you're supposed to do it just as well or better with the puck. That's mm-hmm. the, the whole idea. So my passes were kind of off, offline a little bit because I can't really. I don't have enough room to actually pass properly. I got to kind of like uh, another baseball analogy is make a bunt, if you will, because I'm not doing the full form of following through with the pass. So this is something to keep in mind. And and again, Gary, if you see me really screwing up or anything like that, please. Let me know and, and I'll try and work on it or at least between games and things and practice on that. So that's how it's going. Uh, the first nine weeks of the year have been fairly consistent and I think I'm ahead of where I was last year. That's good. I, I hope. And we'll see how it goes on. Uh, hopefully, like you said, we'll play Saturday. Maybe freeze our buns off a little bit. But if we're playing deck, it's going to be worth it. So I'm a goalie. I'm going to be sweating regardless. So that's right. I look forward to it. Yeah, see, another reason why that uh, goalies are smarter than the average uh, hockey player. Yeah, we're brilliant because the, you know, the, the two months a year when we actually are comfortable out there <laughs> as opposed to the uh, the rest of the year. Yeah, you know, James, you're, you're doing better than me. I got to say with the keeping up with the exercise resolutions, I've fallen completely off the exercise wagon. Yeah, so, because you gave me the DDP yoga. No, no, no. I still have it. I have the app. So I'm I'm. <laughs> I have no excuse. I just and the heart monitor. I mean, I have excuses. I just don't have very good ones. So you know, I could. I I get. I'm very tired. I don't have time. I don't have space. I have plenty of excuses. I just you know they're not they're not valid. But I I really if if you listeners have any suggestions for how I can motivate myself to get back on the horse, as it were, and uh, jump back into it, please I I'd love to hear them. Email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com or tweet at us at hitthedeckpod or I don't even know my own Twitter. Is it Mr. Gary Mack? Might be Mr. Gary Mack. Might be Rhino Mack. I don't know. Just 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 tweet, tweet hit the deck. Hit the deck yeah. pod. That's that's the safe <laughs> safe bet. All right. Yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there. So even even though uh, you don't think you're doing that great, James, you're way ahead of me. So congratulations for that. And uh, I guess we'll both try to do better. Yeah, and it won't mean a hill of beans if I'm in better shape, but not playing well. So you don't give yourself nearly enough credit, as always. <laughs> Last minute remaining in the podcast. All right. So thank you, Pops. Last minute, we do have 
Another podcast comes to its close, and we hope you've enjoyed whatever it is we've been talking about tonight. A bit of shorter podcast than we've had lately, but you deserve a break. <laughs> you know, you put up with enough out of us. So... Again, thank you, Pops. Thank you to the LIQ for sound effects. Thank you to Anthony Sajazi for music used in the podcast. Thank you, of course, to you for listening. And hey, if you are a new listener, this is something we haven't talked about in a while, but if you're a new listener to the podcast, I know we've gotten a few new listeners since the last time we brought this up. If you would like to hear James and I start a new podcast, an additional podcast to hit the deck, and you have an idea for what we should talk about, Feel free to email us at those places I just said, hit the deck at gmail.com or tweet at us at hit the deck pod or hit us up on our Facebook page. And uh, we might just consider doing a second podcast because we like talking to each other. We just don't have any valid reason to do so uh, other than, you know, conversing as friends do. Anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. Another thing I wanted to put out there, and this is actually a very big announcement that I want to make this week because I know a lot of you don't listen to the podcast right away when it drops. It, sometimes it's um, sometime the following week. And I don't want any of you to miss out on this. On Saturday, March 11th, starting, let's say, around 5 to 9, so around 8.55 p.m., James and I are going to be live streaming a local deck hockey game on our YouTube channel which is Hit the Deck Podcast. You can search for Hit the Deck Podcast on YouTube and find it. So in addition, this this coming week, I expect, I really hope to be able to put up a fun new video feature for you to enjoy. But again, Saturday, March 11th, 9 p.m., we'll be starting about five minutes early. We will be streaming a live deck hockey game. It should be a good game. It's going to be at the Sports Arena in St. James, New York, and it is going to be the Hackers versus the Misfits. So um, both teams seem to be pretty good this year, and it should be a good game. I have that on good authority. So you probably don't want to miss that. It should be fun. That being said, I've already pitched, spieled all the other stuff. So James... Is there anything you would care to add? No, sir. You're doing great. Thank you. Oh, all right. All right. Thank you. It's, it's good to have that vote of confidence. I'm, I'm happy to hear it. So uh, I've talked enough. You've heard enough out of both of us. So until next week, I will, of course, leave you with the reminder that the weather is hot. The weather's cold. It can be really, really annoying. It can be really hard to get into a rhythm. But still, in spite of all that, I would urge you most heartily to remember it's deck hockey don't be that guy thanks everybody no wait that's that's wrong that's not how i do it that's not what i say it's not my thing that's not that thing i say i'm sorry i'm all over the place uh, all right let me try that again